Welcome to Solo Cleaning School. Are you ready to reshape your mindset and grow your solo cleaning business? Step into today's class with your guide, Ken Carfagno, so you can win for your family. Welcome to Solo Cleaning School. I'm excited to share with you that there is a huge difference. Okay, let's dive into my solo cleaning business. And this week started out great. Like Tony the Tiger, it was great. That wasn't too bad, was it? So here's the first thing to start the week off. I get an email from Doug Floro, who's the leader of our Believers in Business networking group and also the owner and financial planner of my father's business financial planning out of Souderton, Pennsylvania. And Doug has been a great teacher, very wise. I've learned quite a bit from him in the short time I've known him and been around him. Well, this week, him and his wife said yes, meaning, yes, we would love to hire you to start cleaning our house every two weeks. So yay, there it is. So look in the school, there's Ken's third house. So now we've got three houses and three offices. And that was definitely a great way to start the week with an email from Doug. And just inches me closer to that goal for 2020 of 18 houses, five offices. If you remember back to when I was setting my goals, what's the significance of those numbers? Well, to me, 18 houses and five offices would mean that I would be cleaning three houses three days a week with a few offices on a Saturday slash Thursday night. So that's like three days of work, maybe three and a half days. If it's crazy, if there's a lot of office work, then it could be a long Saturday. So maybe it could be four full days. But we're looking at between three and four days of house and office cleaning. And that's going to generate over $100,000 of revenue and close to $100,000, around $90,000 of profit, which is awesome. So I used to work two days in my old New York business, two days per week for about $55,000 profit. So where I'm heading this year is not quite to double that, but to go to around $90,000 profit on three to four days a week. So it does scale up. And in this season, I do want to make more money. So that's why I'm going to work more days. And we'll see what I do in the next season whether I'll clean more, maybe I'll clean less and try and keep the same amount of money and optimize like I did before. I'm not really sure yet how I'm going to go about this. But for this season, $90,000 really would be a a sweet income for my family. Plus, I make money elsewhere. So that really sets us up. So you have to really think through when you're doing your goals, what is relevant? What kind of money would you like to make? Because you absolutely can set a target of income from anywhere from $20,000 to $100,000 profit and be a solo cleaner. You don't have to hire people. You can make $100,000 a year doing this without hiring anybody. I know you can. I, I know you can. It's doable. Now, it's not easy. It's simple. It will take some time, but it's very doable. And you can do it on less than five days a week. I mean, look, if I was doing $55,000 on two days a week and you could optimize as good as I did and as good as I'm doing, then in theory, you could do four days for $110,000 a year, a fifth day for about one hundred and thirty dollars to $140,000 a year. So yeah, you could do 100 on three and a half to four and a half days a week. So it really is an awesome business. Okay, I digress. Let's get back to this week. So I got my third house. The next 
bit of good news. This is going to be a streak of three really good things that happen. The next thing, I get an email from Scott from Asher's Chocolate. So Asher's Chocolate is a local chocolate factory. It's literally about three miles from my house. I didn't even know they existed. I grew up in this area. I'd never heard of them. But now you see them everywhere. They have awesome chocolate-covered pretzels and awesome nonpareils. And those are my weak spots when it comes to chocolate. Summer Reese's Cups, for me, it's nonpareils and chocolate-covered pretzels. So when Scott contacted me via email and requested a window cleaning estimate, I had a sneaky suspicion it had to do with the visitor that I had in my driveway over the summer. Now that story I'm reserving for a later podcast, but here is a little sneak peek, a teaser on it. There was a person in our driveway for a significant amount of time And instead of calling the police, we decided to be courteous, friendly, polite givers. And it turned out to our benefit. Now, what I mean by our benefit, that person was connected with Asher's Chocolate. And you'll hear the story later. But the benefit was we were hand-delivered chocolate-covered pretzels and nonpareils. I don't know how they knew I liked it. Within the week of us helping that person out. So that was really cool. And I'd also exchanged my business card. And you just never know. So here it is six months later. I get a message from Scott, and he's an operations manager at the plant, and he's looking for some quotes. So I call, and and we're talking about it, and and he says, yeah, I'd like to get some window cleaning clothes, some deep office cleaning, and potentially some floor cleaning. And I said, awesome. Here's what I can do. The floor cleaning, I got a referral for you on that. And then he said, yeah, you know, your name came across in the strangest way. And then he told the story about something about a driveway. So again, I'm going to leave that story for a later time. So that's really cool. So I have an estimate scheduled with Asher's, which is the Willy Wonka of our area. And they have great chocolate, by the way. Okay, the third bit of good news. I reserved this for last because it's definitely the best of the three. Getting a new house is awesome for sure. Getting a referral for the chocolate factory is awesome too. But this third one, I'm really, really super excited about. My first house cleaning client since starting this podcast, Erica, and I've done some episodes mentioning Erica, and more recently I did an episode called Will You Come to Delaware, where her parents watched me and both were impressed and wanted to know if I would consider driving to Delaware to clean for them when they move into the new house. All great signs that I'm doing a good job. And I have to always make sure that I'm keeping quality and customer service and people happy as a number one goal. Like, yeah, I just got a new client. Yay, that's awesome. But look what happens when you take care of your current clients. So Erica hired me in November. By January, she was very happy and she was looking forward to coming home to have a clean house. The last time we had spoken, she was possibly going to maybe do a recommendation for me or tell her friends about me. And I said, awesome. If anyone hires me as a result of a referral from you, I'll give you a $50 credit for each one that hires me. So Erica liked that idea. So over the weekend, she goes on her Facebook and does a great recommendation for my cleaning company on the Facebook moms group, locally, the the same one that my wife, Teresa, found Erica on. So I got a text from Erica saying, hey, I sent a recommendation for you on the Facebook group, and I hope it works out for you. It was awesome. I said, thank you so much, Erica. I will keep you posted. 
So I told my wife, Teresa, and so she checks it out. Sure enough, there's a great post on there about Erica. Hey, a few months ago, I inquired in this group looking for a cleaning service. I found one, and they're doing a great job. Carfagno Cleaning, Ken does the work, and here's his Facebook page. And it was very simple. And you know what happened from that post over the course of this week? A lot. Six leads. I got six leads from that one post just in the first week. And this is this is awesome. I was so excited to see this. And this is why I left this as my third great news update. I'm going to go through the six leads just so you can see how this works out. The first lead was Krista. And that's a friend of Erica. She didn't necessarily read the Facebook post, but Erica had reconnected with her. So Krista called me. I was actually at a coffee shop with my wife at the time. So I just took a quick phone call outside and I went through in detail, great detail, what I do, how I do it, my frequently asked questions. I went through prices, potential options. I gave her ranges of what various cleaning options could cost. And she's a very detailed engineering type of person. I believe she's in accounting actually. And she was very thankful for all the information. She said, well, thank you, Ken. I will be keeping this in mind. I'll work this into my budget. Hopefully we'll get back to you at some point later in this year. So awesome. There's lead one. Lead two, Kim saw Erica's post on the mom's group. She just picked up the phone and called me. We spoke on the phone for about 15 minutes. Kim explained that she has a cleaning service now, but they're not insured. And so I went through some information, educated her on the different models of cleaning companies, making sure that she understood that what she currently had is not really a cleaning company. There's someone that cleans, but they're not state compliant with a business. They don't pay taxes. They don't do sales tax. They don't have general liability insurance. And these are musts if you're going to have someone in your home. And I explained this to her and she was like, oh, you know, this is this is kind of why I was looking for a new cleaner possibly because there was a few instances where there was some small damage in our house and we couldn't do anything about it. So they basically had to suck it up and get it taken care of. It really made Kim consider whether they should have some other options. So they saw the post from Erica. She said, you know what? The timing's right. Let me give him a call. So she reached out. I believe she may have gotten my number probably from my Facebook page where she found it and called me. We had a great conversation. We booked an estimate. After the phone call, she loved what I had to say. The prices were right in line with what her and her husband could afford. And she booked an estimate. So that's really cool. That's the second lead. Third lead, Monique saw Erica's post and liked my Facebook page. She didn't call me. She didn't message anybody. But I had seen that I had a like on my Facebook page because I'm tuned in. I'm paying attention. So I friended Monique and sent her a private message on Facebook saying, thank you, Monique. I saw that you liked my Facebook page. How did you find me? Was there anything I can help with on cleaning? Did you have any questions? That's it. She responded later in the week and didn't really have any questions as of yet. So I just said, well, hey, I'm having a newsletter go out with some cleaning tips. Would you like me to add you to the newsletter? She said, sure, that'd be great. So I added her to my newsletter. That's lead number three. Lead number four, Stacy also saw Erica's post. And just like Monique, she liked my cleaning page. So I did the same thing, friended Stacy and messaged her. And as of yet, she hasn't returned my message. No worries. But what I want you to hear from this is that they didn't call me they didn't email me. They didn't take any action. They just liked the post from Erica and then they went onto my Facebook page and liked my Facebook page. I found the people that liked my Facebook page because I pay attention and Facebook gives me notifications about it. And so I took the initiative and chased the lead. 
Now, I'm not like, oh, do you want me to clean for you? I didn't do that. I just said, hey, I saw that you liked my page. Thank you so much for that. Is there anything I can do to help? Do you have any questions? And that's the way that you should do it too. Just be a servant to your community. Be a giver. Lead number five, Lindsay saw Erica's post and reached out to Teresa through Facebook private messenger. And I didn't know this was going on, but Teresa and Lindsay were going back and forth for a little while. She eventually gave Lindsay my phone number or forwarded it. I'm not really sure, but I think there was an arrangement where they're supposed to call me. So I'm not really sure. So we'll see what happens. That's the fifth lead. The sixth lead, Shazrod also saw Erica's post and reached out to Teresa on Facebook. I guess they were having trouble connecting. She says she sent me an email. I never got it yet. So I'll have to reach out to her directly. I'll friend her, send her a message through Facebook and I'll email her and we'll see what happens. So Six leads. So thank you, Erica. If you are listening, it's been an honor to clean for your family. Thank you for posting this. And this is this is awesome. So I'm loving how this week started. And there's more good stuff to come. So stay with me. Here we go. The next thing is I go to these networking groups each week. And this week at the MCBA, they were doing speed dating. I mean, speed networking as a special segment to the to the weekly meeting. I, it was really interesting. There was about 25 of us in the room. We had two long tables. And so there was people lined up in the inside rows and people on the outside. So the people on the outside were told to stay put and the ones on the inside were meant to rotate from chair to chair. And you have three minutes to talk to each person and then eventually you would switch outsides and insides and you'd each get a chance to be the question asker. So the ones that are rotating are asking questions. And the goal of this wasn't something that I was too interested in, but the goal was to find a date or in, in net speed networking was to find a way to get a referral out of each person you talk to. Now you're not just, hey, give me a referral. You're trying to find out what they're doing, what you do. It's trying to find something that there's a common connection and maybe they know of a person that they can refer to you. And if you walked out of that speed networking meeting with a couple of referrals, that'd be awesome. So I didn't want to do that, do it that way. I didn't play the game right. And so instead of uh, trying to get a referral, I used my three minutes to ask the five whys of each person. My goal was to get to know each person better, to see who I wanted to have one-on-ones with next. Because I don't believe that you get the referrals that way inside of a group meeting. I guess you could get them. I believe the way that you generate referrals is by becoming a person of trust and influence and to get together with people one-on-one and just get to know each other's stories, see how you can help them. And inevitably, they would like to help you too. So my goal was to just get to know the people better. And so I asked questions. Well, why did you start your business? What do you love about business? Great. So you started because you wanted to make more money and get out of your corporate job. So why do you want to make more money and get out of your corporate job? Oh, because you... You wanted to have more time. Awesome. Why do you want more time? Just like asking these five whys as many as I could. And I took notes and I learned about each person. I was impressed with many of the members. There's some great people. But one person I really hadn't talked to that much yet. And I was really impressed with her is Susan Sloan. Now her and her husband, Tom, they own Real Health Quotes. And what I thought was so cool is that she had a background working for Blue Cross, like the big kind of box store of health insurance. Everyone's a number. And Susan didn't like that. She didn't feel that she could really connect with individual people and truly help them and fully serve them because they were a number. 
hey, you're you're rejected or you're accepted, your claim is denied. Like that's what she's doing. Rejection, denials, acceptance letters, whatever, and dealing with that. So she never really got to know the individual people or their stories. So she went out on her own with her husband, and now she's helping a lot of seniors dealing with the transition to Medicare or just groups or companies and individuals, how to get the proper insurance. And she she's full service. I mean, she goes literally walks through a lifetime with her clients. I mean, she's had clients for going on 15, 20 years, and they stay with her as they go through different seasons. And I was so impressed with that. So we set up a one-on-one. So instead of me getting a referral out of Susan, I said, Susan, we need to get together. I'd love to hear more of your story. And that was a great takeaway for me. Now, at the end of the speed networking, our moderator said, okay, we're done. Here's what I'd like to know. What did you guys learn from talking to the various members? Is there anything that you thought was really interesting or that you learned that you didn't know already? And there was about five or six comments. And what I was amazed is that two of them were about me. I mean, little old Ken, the cleaner. So Marsha was one of them. Marsha was the first to go. She says, yeah, you know, Ken, our cleaner in the group, do you know that he not only does his own cleaning business, but he helps other cleaning companies too. He's a national consultant. He runs membership groups. Do you know that he even has a podcast? And she kind of hung it out there with a question mark and an explanation point all at the same time. People were looking at me. I said, yeah, it's true. I do. But definitely very humbling. I said, thank you, Marsha. Appreciate that shout out. And then there's a few other comments. And then Susan, who I was so impressed with, she raised her hand and she says, I learned that there is a huge difference between a regular cleaner and a presentation cleaner. And I was thinking, yes, shoot, score. It landed. That is so cool because I've really been trying to do a better job at explaining what I do to people that, yeah, I do cleaning, but there's various levels of cleaning. You want to have your house clean basic and have it cleaned every couple weeks? Sure, that's upkeep. Most cleaners do a good job at that. Oh, you want to have it deep cleaned every couple months or you want to have a really awesome detailed deep clean to have it brought back up to a high level? Yeah, a lot of companies can do a good job. I do great at that also. Oh, you want to have your house ready for sale? You want to have, there's all different levels, right? Presentation cleaning is the highest level because not only are you having the regular upkeep and then the detailed deep cleaning and it looks awesome, presentation adds the sparkle. And it's what I learned from my grandma Shelly in the last episode that you eat with your eyes first and that people respond in their five senses to first impressions. And that's huge. The way that we start off the conversation, the way that they first visualize, the way that they first engage in the experience of the cleaning. And I shared that with Susan that Hey, I worked with realtors and stagers for close to 15 years. They taught me how to make the right things sparkle when they had pictures for open houses and when they wanted to get the house listed and sold. They called me because I knew how to essentially make the things clean and sparkle where they needed to be the most clean and sparkle. And that's an art form. And I learned that. I had also explained to Susan that it applies for office cleaning as well. And I gave an example. Hey, there's a financial institution and they want to attract thousands and thousands of dollars of portfolio 
money, investments from people. And so customers, potential clients are coming in wearing suits and having money and the financial advisor is wearing a suit and he's got a nice desk and he wants to impress them. But what does the first impression of their office look like? That's really important. And it's easy to overlook. Well, how about the reception desk? Is it messy? You know, what are they seeing? Because that impression that person in a suit is seeing when they first walk in could make or break the sale. And so I explained to Susan that presentation cleaning is the specific niche of what I do. I'm a former engineer, very detailed already, and then all the years of training from the realtors and stagers, and just being in environments where I was a corporate guy and I know kind of what to look for. And I'm an artistic guy too. So all those things about me, the factors, they all came together and formed up this niche called presentation cleaning. And if you're a solo cleaner out there and you'd like to learn this niche, just keep listening to this podcast or reach out to me. Feel free to ask me questions. And I do have the honors program, the Solo Cleaning School premium membership. So if that interests you, just reach out to me. I'd love to share more about it. All right. So as you wrap up this episode, I'm just, I'm so pleased that this week went awesome. Got the email about Asher's Chocolate possibly being a new client. Got the new client, Doug Floro, really excited about that. Got six leads from Erica's post on Facebook. Went to a networking meeting and did speed networking, learned about people. Got a one-on-one setup with Susan Sloan of Real Health, Health Quotes. And Susan made that realization that there's a really huge difference between a regular cleaner and a presentation cleaner. I encourage each of you out there to choose a niche. Go beyond just being a regular cleaner. It might be presentation cleaning. It might be something else where hospital grade or military or you work for single moms. Find a niche that you can absolutely rock. It is definitely the way to go. It's called having a specialty. My specialty is presentation cleaning. Well, that's going to wrap us up for today. I'm glad that you were entertained on today's episode of the Solo Cleaning School. There is a huge difference, and I hope that you, again, pursue your niche and your specialty. Have an awesome week. Thank you for listening to Solo Cleaning School. Class is dismissed.